you guys pray with me? Dear God, thank you for this very hot day. And thank you for all the people that are here. And please uh, be with us and allow us to really listen and uh, apply what Beth is about to uh, preach to us into our everyday lives. Uh, we love you. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hello. I'll use this one. This microphone's a little taller. <laughs> How's everybody tonight? We want, I like the way y'all are sitting in the back rows. <laughs> That's where I sit too. That's okay. So we want to welcome everybody here tonight that is here in the room, everybody that's listening on our podcast. My name is Beth Morris. I'm on staff here. They call me the chief. Just remember that. The chief. Uh, yes, I do several things around here and tonight I'll be preaching. So there you go. <laughs> All right, so if you've ever been to a church or around a church or maybe you've just heard, you've probably heard that if you open the Bible, and you all have a Bible near you, if you open the Bible right to the middle, whoops, mine's upside down, you will probably open it to the book of Psalms. That's right. And so the middle book of the Bible is what we're going to be discussing uh, for the next few weeks, uh, skipping the week of mad lib worship, but the middle book of the Bible is what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks. So we have a couple of discussion questions to get us started. The first is, do you have a favorite song? So you're going to just turn to a neighbor, answer these two questions. Do you have a favorite song, and if so, what is it? And then the second question is, what is it about music that is so powerful? They'll be up there in a minute. What is a favorite song? Do you have a favorite song? And if so, what is it? Turn and discuss. All right. So who has a favorite song and uh, that they're willing to tell us about? Is that Jackson back there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, say so by okay. Why? It's really happy. Okay. Good. Jonathan? I'm sure we're all saving up for that one to be our favorite song as well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Anybody else have a favorite song, Jacob? Okay. Why is that? <laughs> okay. Melody Jean? Interesting. Okay. Oh, is that? There's a hand back there. Tanner? Is that, okay. Okay. Very good song. Okay. Just like what? Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Has anybody, why do we think music is so powerful? Okay. Yeah, oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Jacob? Mm hmm. Somebody else that hadn't answered? I'll see anybody else. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't really have a favorite song. Um, I, I don't know, it kind of depends on the moment. And, you know, I have playlists, and sometimes I. 
feel one, and I, I think I'll play that this weekend, or I'll play that. Um, but I do think music is powerful. It makes us feel things that, like you, just like you said, it makes us feel things and know things. Um, do you have songs that, like, attach to memories that you have? Like, I, I can hear a song and go, ooh, I remember that from that. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but, like, ooh, I remember that sixth grade when I kissed that boy for the first time. That's that song. I know. <laughs> I know. I didn't kiss boys. Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay, so, um, all right, so today we're going to start looking at the book of Psalms, and that's exactly what the book of Psalms is. Uh, it, the Hebrew, original Hebrew for Psalms is song. It's a song. Um, and so here's a couple of trivia questions for you. Let's see. So I feel like Psalms is kind of a well-known book, uh, even if you didn't grow up in the church. You probably have heard of the book of Psalms because there's all kinds of Psalms. So here is the uh, bit of trivia. How many Psalms are there? 150. 150. Yeah, I heard a lot. There's a lot. 150. Good disciple answer there, Travis. Way to go. Okay, which Psalm is the longest? 119. I heard it over here too. I was starting to say, somebody over here said it too. How about the shortest? 117 is the shortest. Who do we think wrote a lot of the Psalms? No. <laughs> David, King David. Uh, they think he wrote about 73. So uh, almost half of the Psalms David wrote. Um, and which is the very middle Psalm? 118 is the very middle Psalm. When I opened my Bible just now, I just happened to open to 118. But 118 is the very, very middle Psalm. It's the middle of the Bible when you open it up. And the verse 8 is actually the middle verse. Psalm 118, verse 8 is the very middle verse in the whole Bible, just so you know. Okay. So, like I said, Hebrew for Psalm is song. All of the Psalms, you have to like really pronounce that when you're also doing songs and Psalms. All the Psalms are either addressed to God or speak about the will and purpose of God. They really uh, mirror our human emotions. Uh, they are poetry, and they're really meant also to be used in corporate worship. That very first song we sang tonight was based on Psalm 40, and the third one that we sang was based on Psalm 46. And um, as you read the Psalms, or as you sing hymns or other songs, and then read Psalms together, you will hear a lot of those words repeated over again, those same phrases. Uh, you're like, oh, I've read that, or I've heard that, or I've sung that, okay, as you read the Psalms. So uh, there are lots of psalms. Here's the next series of slides. You're just going to pop through them really fast, okay? Um, so psalms are written as, here's some reasons, complaints from the heart spoken directly to God, as personal confessions of sin. They are shouts of praise. Sometimes the psalmist feels overwhelmed by grace. Some are composed on a sickbed while a person is approaching death. They are congregational hymns. Some look back at history and God's relationship with Israel. Some express the mystery and awe of nature. And some acknowledge that the strange forces of nature remain in the hand of God. So lots of reasons, but in all of the forms, they all express the grace of God. 
that unconditional love that God has for us that is expressed in all of these different ways among these 150 psalms. Okay, so there are happy psalms and there are sad psalms. Psalms can be divided into six categories. Are you ready? One is salvation history. One is lament, which is the passionate expression of grief or sorrow. That can be your vocab word for the day, lament. Confession, admitting that you are guilty. Okay, Thanksgiving, praise, or wisdom. So that's kind of the six categories that all of them will fit into. Some happy, like I said, and some sad. Um, but all of them fall into that category, and they're all written, like I said, in all those ways. Um, so many are attributed to David as the author, but they were really poems and songs that were accumulated uh, over the course of many years. They were, um, some were written before, during, and after the exile. Now, the exile was when Israel was taken out of their land. It lasted about 70 years. And so we're talking here in the era of um, 608 to 538 B.C. So all those numbers of years, some before, during, and after, and they were all accumulated probably by the prophet Ezra and put together in this book. So we can't just read Psalms. I mean, I could talk about Psalms some more. But tonight, uh, we're going to use them for what they are, what their purpose is, what they're for. We're going to experience them tonight. Okay, so first we are going to read and discuss Psalm 1. I think that's on the screen. Okay, so if you want to follow along on the screen, did it all, I don't think it's cut off a little bit, but um, uh, you can follow along on the screen or, hey, I've provided you some Bibles. You can open up and if you open right to the middle of your Bible, you'll find the book of Psalms and flip to Psalm number 1. And read it in the Bible with the world's tiniest print. All right. Uh, so that's why I put it on the screen. So you can also see it there. Okay. So Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither, and all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." Okay, so that's Psalm 1, and I want you to turn, um, try to make a small group of like maybe just two or three as the, as the biggest possible group, because I really want you to talk for a few minutes about Psalm 1, and I'm going to put some questions up for you to talk about. And this is one of the ways that we can look and learn from the Psalms, so here's our discussion questions, and that is what kind of Psalm do you believe it is? So remember all the different kinds that we had that we talked about, who is the author talking to, and what is the basic message of the psalm, okay? So turn in just a small group and uh, discuss Psalm 1, and we can put that back up, or we can, you can look at it in your Bible, but that's your questions, okay?
All right. So what do we think? What kind of psalm do we think this is? His wisdom, yeah, I think it's his wisdom, exactly, it's wisdom. Any other thing? Anybody else got anything else? Think it's happy or sad? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Anybody else have a different answer? I think it's happy or sad. <laughs> or both. Maybe it's the both, huh? It just is? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, it depends on uh, the first three verses or the last three verses, right? Kind of. Okay. So who do you think the author is talking to? Yeah, just everybody. He's talking to all of us, right? And then what is the basic message? do you think, of the psalm? Ooh, did I stump you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Be happy when you abide by the laws that God has given us. Okay. Anything else? Anybody over here? Okay. Well, it is a wisdom psalm. It really helps us to see the difference between the holy and the unholy. It's actually a hopeful um, psalm. It encourages us to follow God, right? It's, it, it's pretty much saying like, hey, by the way, this is what will happen if you do, and this is what will happen if you don't. So it will encur- encourages us to follow the way that God would have us, right? So this is one of the ways that you can take a psalm, And just really, in three simple questions, try to get something out of it. We don't want to read psalms just for the sake of reading them, though that's okay. But the important thing is that we learn something from the psalms as we read them. This is not, this is six verses. It's not all that long. There are some psalms that go on for a really long time. Um, But but these three basic questions will help us uh, kind of look at a psalm and see what we can get out of it and how it speaks to us. Because that's what they are. They are, they are passages that speak to us. So the Psalms were written in poetic form. If you just open to the Psalms in the Bible, you can see that poetic form. Uh, what we've read so far is very poetic. And so we're going to practice writing a Psalm. At the end of your seat, on, on the, this end of each row, there's yellow paper and pens. Leave the white papers and the pencils down there, but pass out the yellow pencils and the paper down the aisle and if there's not enough for your row um sam you might need to get yeah that's this in front of you but uh, anybody on this end here and then on this end over here all right so we're going to practice writing a psalm in a poetic fashion and so this is just a little uh where this is a little thing to help you so instead of roses are red violets are blue sugar is sweet and so are you you're going to finish these sen- you're going to finish this sentence these sentences okay there should be pens there are pencils but save the pencils for later use the pen so you can see what you're writing on the yellow paper uh, god is blank jesus is blank blank is blank and so are or is blank 
So this is one of the ways that Psalms can help you pray. My mother-in-law was a prayer of the Psalms. I had never met anybody that was so serious about praying the Psalms, but she would take the Psalms and really read through them and use them as a prayer. Um, And one of the ways that you can do that is to rewrite a Psalm, take a Psalm that you have or a portion of a Psalm and insert into it um, some of the phrases with some of your personal reflections. And so that's a great way to really pray the Psalms or to put yourself in the, in the feet, in the, you know, feelings of the psalmist who uh, is crying out or uh, helping us in some way or another. All right, so the next thing that is also beside your chair are some big white pieces of paper and some pencils. So everybody need is, needs white paper and colored pencils. Now, you've probably heard of, uh, you've probably seen or maybe used a coloring sheet as a form of uh, Sabbath or worship. Coloring sheets help us center ourselves, and so we're going to make one of our own. Uh, This is Psalm 23. It has some great visual images. Uh, If you grew up in the church, this may be one of a psalm that you actually memorized, or if you hear it, you will probably recognize it. Um, So I want you around the edges to draw a picture or two in the margins that illustrate the verses in the psalm. Okay, I'm not going to read it to you. Has everybody got paper? And there you should have, you can share colored pencils. I put like four at each row. Okay. All right. So make your own coloring sheet, and I will guarantee you won't finish this one. When we uh, see visually what the psalms are saying, they really help us to be able to pray those psalms. Um, And so, because psalms really express thoughts and feelings uh, that we have, that we can't, we always, we don't always know how to share them. So, as we trust God in our lives and begin to share this full range of emotion with God, the psalms can be an example to us. Like I said, the laments. Uh, Those are people that are just, you know, torn up, and they just share all their um, feelings with God. And so I encourage you, over the next few weeks, we're going to be reading lots of psalms. Um, But a Christian leader whose name I cannot pronounce in the 4th century said, Most scriptures speak to us, but the psalms speak for us. And I think that's really true, that as we read them and make them our own, then, we, then they really speak for us, sometimes uh, at times that we don't have words for ourselves. Um, and so to practice that tonight, for our closing, we've experienced psalms several different ways. And one of the ways that psalms can be used, as we're going to use one as our closing prayer. And we're going to model how psalms can be used corporately. We've looked at individually. Now we're going to look at corporately. I think Sam and Jacob, or maybe just Sam, or maybe, I don't know. One of them, or both, are going to come and help us with this. So uh, while Sam is coming, I want you to open your hymnal. Yes, that's the blue thing there that says hymnal on the outside. Some of you may have never seen one. Hymnal to page 741. 741. And what these are, there's a whole section of them in the back of the hymnal called the Psalters. And they, uh, they have, usually have um, a portion of a psalm or a whole psalm. In this case, we're going to be using Psalm 4. Uh, and there's a choral response that matches uh, that particular. There should be plenty. 
I'll put one on like every, yeah, pass them back. They should have them. I think they have them back there. Um, and so uh, Sam's going to teach us the response. He's going to sing it for us once, and then we will sing it with him when I think we all know it. Then what we'll do is um, I will uh, speak the light-colored print. Uh, you will respond the bold color print, and everywhere that you see a red R, that's when we sing the response. <laughs> 